Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Food memories. You know those foods that can take you right back into a certain moment in your life? Like the smell of a rosemary or a taste of a chicken noodle soup? Somehow, they just take you right back into those particular moments that was very special to you. Coach Michelle and I sat down to discuss some of these food memories this week on the podcast. What are some of your food memories that you have? Feel free to email us at rmsdanville at yahoo.com to let us know. We love hearing from you. Thank you for listening as always. Let's get this started. Over the weekend, I went on to this Japanese grocery store with my friend Giuseppe from OIP. Guys night out. Guys night out. What a boys night out, right? Like (laughs) when you think of guys night out, that's exactly what people do, right? They go to the grocery store together. (laughs) He was so excited too. (laughs) I was. And we had a great time. We went Friday. We stayed over at my host parents' house Saturday and then we came home on Saturday morning. But there's few things that I, this is, you know, I was actually thinking about this. It was two, it's been two years since I had authentic Japanese food. Oh, wow. So I was like really happy. And then it also brought me back to thinking about like foods that brings back like it just as you eat it, it brings you back to certain time in your life. Right. What are some of those food for you? <laughs> so I have a list here. Oh, you you made it. Wow. You were prepped. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of them come from my I had an uh, an Italian great grandmother and a very Polish grandmother mm. um, who was married to you know my great grandmother's Italian husband, so my my grandmother cooked a lot of Polish food, a lot of Italian food, and food was a big part and still is a big part of all of our our family visits, like mm. like you were talking about with your grandparents. So the first thing that I thought of was anise, you know, from Pitzels, you know, the little flat. Wait, can you wait? wait what is that? I have no idea. What it's that um. Is. So I guess it's like I don't know. It's so it's like a flat waffle, but it's crispy. And it's and the the flavoring of it is anise. Ah, I found something Hitty hasn't tried. I have no idea. They're what that they're is. not good, but the next time I see one, I'll buy it for <laughs> you. Yeah, good. they are oh, okay. not good, but yeah, it takes me right back. So huh. we always had pitzels. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get you some of those. I don't know I'm, what I'm, these I'm, things are. I yeah, I can't even picture what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, people listening who that's a part of their uh, their heritage, they'll be like, oh yeah, pitzels. Yeah, always had those. Anise and Patel. Is that what it's called? Pitzel. Pit, pit, yeah. Pit it's tail. actually, uh, I don't know how to spell it. P I Z E L L E. Maybe it sounds like a human anatomy. <laughs> oh yeah, I could, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm writing myself a note here. When I see some around, I'll, I'll grab you some. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're basically like communion wafers, but flavored like black licorice. <laughs> huh. and so that so, just brings you back to memories of. Oh, the holidays. There were always, you know, every baby shower, bridal shower, there were trays and trays of cookies, and mm. and pizzas were always part of that. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So that's the first one on my list. And that's more yeah, that's a taste. Now some of the things are, are smells. Right. And some of it is is the taste. So right. yeah, sometimes you can walk into a room 
Yes. And smell something uh-huh. and it takes you right back to that moment. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm eight years old. I'm in my great grandmother's house. I can see the kitchen. I can see everything. Like if I try to bring that up right now, it's fuzzy. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like, it's just memories, you know, mm-hmm. it just brings back. Um, yeah. So when it, it was funny because like all the food we ate were delicious. But I brought, I saw, so one of the most underrated part of Japanese cuisine, I think, is bakery. They do a really good job. So Japanese, I like to think, is they're like perfectionists. There are a lot of people who dedicate their life to perfecting one craft. So whether it's like bakery or like sushi chef, like that's all they they do growing up. And mm-hmm. then that's all they do career wise and nothing else. I see a little bit of that in you, too. <laughs> you, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you have several things you're perfecting but yeah. <laughs> yeah and and that's i think it's just like a cultural heritage thing but anyhow one of the things that i miss is japanese bakeries like just bread and delicious like any like and, and the, these chefs usually train you know overseas in europe mm-hmm. they learn how to do it and they bring back the technique and make it a little bit more appealing to the japanese customers Okay, and so one of the things, food memories that I have, and and I just saw in the corner of my eyes this worker at the grocery store bring out this bread and then place it in, you know, where they were sold. And I was like, you know what, that looks really familiar. <laughs> I'm gonna grab it and buy it. So it was actually one of the last things that I grabbed, and I'm so thankful that I did. And I brought it home and toasted it. And as I started toasting it, there's just certain smell to that bread that brought me right back to my grandparents' house. So my grandparents lived about 45 minutes away from where we lived. And on Fridays, we had swim lessons. Okay. So after swim lessons, some some weekends, we stayed over at their house. And it was a sleepover. My parents would go back. My mom would go back home. And we'd stay at my grandparents' house. And Saturday morning, it was usually like this toast. My grandfather would go buy a loaf of bread that just looked exactly like the one that I got at the grocery store. (laughs) And uh, Saturday morning, I looked forward to toasting that in the toaster oven and lathering it up with butter on both sides. Yeah, butter on both sides. When I read that the other Uh day, I was like, huh, interesting. Uh (laughs) And two eggs, sunny side up. And that was the breakfast. And I loved it. And and I looked forward to that every time. I also love the end pieces. It's not the middle I like. Did you butter the end pieces on both sides? Yeah, I did. And and, and the butter would just kind of slide off of the end piece. You know what I mean? And and I I just said, that's okay. I I loved it. And then... and. I've been I had two pieces this morning. I had two pieces yesterday. It just like brings back such such a great memory for me. And, you know, because my grandparents were a huge part of my life growing up. I've spent like I have more memories with them, I think, than anybody else of like my grandfather taught me how to play baseball. My grandma's cooking is what I crave when I think of like home cooking or soul Mm -hmm. food. And so it's uh, it was just such an incredible moment of realizing like wow like this really brings back memories so what's different about that bread it's just the smell and the taste okay i don't know i don't know how to describe it yeah you can't get that in like those loaf of bread that you can buy at grocery stores it's not the same and uh it's very flaky and and when you toast it it gets really crunchy on the outside 
and I always like to char it. So like I almost to a little too burnt. That's that's the consistency that I like. So the outer layer is all crispy, and then inside is really fluffy. Okay. And and you layer the butter on it, and it's just so perfect. Yeah. Now I want to try this. Oh, it's I don't want to so eat good. your bread, but yeah, next oh. time. I'll have to bring more home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Sounds like there'll be more trips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a good Instagram question. Do you like your your toast dark? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely a dark toast person. Are you a dark toast? Mm -hmm. See, I don't even create. So on on, on a regular day, I don't even crave like, oh, I want a buttered toast. Like that's not something that's in my arsenal or like a weekly habit of eating. It's only this. Like, I have to find this bread. Right. And then I can only get it. And as far as I know, I can only get it at the Japanese grocery stores. And it just brings me right back. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because when I was little and consuming that, I wasn't, cons- you know, concerned about calories or fat or whatever, you know. And and we often talk about food in terms of what do we need to restrict. Mm-hmm. But to me, food is something that connects people and that brings back memories. That's how, me, you know, memories are created is usually over a meal. Right. Or, or shared food. Usually, mm-hmm. like, food plays a huge role in it. And, um, you know, I think we need, to, uh, we need, we as just a society needs to start to really think about, like, maybe we need to switch the narrative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I get, like, our health is concerned. But too much emphasis has been put on, like, what do we need to eliminate? And we need to cherish these moments that the, 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 the food allows us to come together to a same table. Right. You know, can you imagine, like, having a Thanksgiving meal and being like, uh, yeah, we're only going to have a, a low-fat, uh, high-protein, <laughs> only vegetable meals at this year's Thanksgiving dinner yeah. table. Like, that's that sounds like too much, too stressful. Right. You know? Make it low carb. I wouldn't have to do any cooking, really, just a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, think about yeah. everything else that goes along with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, <laughs> this is a week of Halloween, right? Oh, And, you man. know, like, every time, every year, this 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 um, graphic comes up of, like, how many candy, how many calories are in each candy and right. how many how many minutes on the elliptical yes. or a treadmill how or how burpees? many burpees you have to do to burn <laughs> a candy bar. I, I get so sick of seeing that. It's like... It doesn't serve any good. Mm-hmm. I get the intention behind it, but it's not it's not being delivered in the right way. Right. You know, I you know, I love Halloween. I love giving candy to the kids and the way I look at it is like it's once a year opportunity to give a candy to a kid. Let's right, enjoy right. it. Yeah. Um so that's that's how I look at it and I think it's a balance like it's um I don't think it's healthy food or it's good for you, but mm-hmm. a treat is a treat. Sure. So Yeah, like you talked about last week, not every day. Mm-hmm. you know but yeah and don't eat the whole bucket right like me i'm gonna have to tell yeah. myself stay away from the tootsie rolls you don't like them and they don't make you feel good <laughs> you like tootsie rolls no I, no remember just, like oh, i just eat right. them because they're there and they're small and mm-hmm. i grab them and nobody else eats them so i do and then that's true yeah so yeah. Huh. <laughs> i'll just donate those tootsie rolls to somebody else or <laughs> 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 you have them <laughs> <laughs> oh man so what are some other food items that you think about like with that you have a food memories with that you can think of okay so this one's kind of surprising for mm. me because i'm not a big fish eater but as soon as i smell fish <clears throat> see fish it immediately takes me to christmas eve we always have a big fish dinner you on do? christmas eve yeah and even huh. my kids so if i am making shrimp or scallops or even salmon which we don't have on christmas eve the kids will walk in and that's the first thing they say smells like christmas eve 
Like huh. they just associate that smell because there's so many different. So we have fish and we have savoy cabbage and we have pierogies, which I'm homemade. That's your Polish pier- background. Yeah. So there, it's a little yeah. mix. Yeah. The Polish and the Italian. So uh-huh. and then there's some pasta. Um, yeah. So fish is a big one. It, it'll just and even though it's a terrible smell and I can't stand having it on me. What kind it, of fish? Oh, see, so you're going to white, red. Okay, so for Christmas Eve, yeah. So the only thing that I ever eat are the shrimp and scallops. Sometimes there's crab you do legs. The seven fishes. Yeah, yeah, but then there's all this other stuff that I don't touch. Really? Yeah, like I don't even. I'm trying to like, like pull muscles. it up. Muscles. No, like no. like um, uh, uh, you know, like not salmon, but that type of of fish. Like red tripe. fish. Is there tripe? And I don't know. I don't Isn't know. Isn't tripe meat? No, I think that's a fish, fish, I think. Yeah. And I can remember, so when I was little, uh, we would go up the day before Christmas Eve to my grandmother's, and then we would go to the fish market, and they would wrap it all up in the paper, and, Uh you know, and so then you really smelled bad, and then she would make her homemade pierogies and the cabbage, and then there would be some, yeah. But, yeah, Mm. definitely that fish smell. As soon as I smell it, it feels like christmas eve and you can hear all the sounds and you know and that was such an exciting time as a kid because that was like kind of you know the christmas before christmas hmm. yeah <laughs> so very cool yeah huh. very cool it's funny that you mentioned pierogies because the second food memory that i immediately takes me back to my grandmother's house is what's known as gyoza which is a japanese dumpling okay you and amelia made those right yes uh-huh. we did yeah 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 and um so gyoza to me is like making that i remember just like friday night so after the swim practice always looked forward to my grandmother's um her cooking and one of the things that we loved the most was these japanese dumplings gyoza and when it's homemade and it's cooking it just smells so good Mm and it was so delicious and uh you know it's just to me like a lot of my food memories has to do with my grandma right the association yeah yeah like she was she is the best cook that i know you know mm-hmm. like my mom's not so much but my grandma <laughs> yes and I, I don't know why it didn't get passed down in the and in, 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 in skips the, a generation yeah it skips a generation <laughs> <laughs> sorry mom but <laughs> we love you my kids would say the same thing <laughs> yeah uh, well mel's on her way to becoming right, a great cook right. so maybe you're right about skipping a generation <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> maybe mel won't have a cat chicken in her arsenal <laughs> Let's hope that. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I'm looking forward to cooking with her for a Christmas party again. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. That's that's a tradition we started what a, a while ago when mm-hmm. she was little. I don't know if she'll be up for that, but you know, oh, I'm sure she will. That's that's oh, I look always look forward to that because we literally cook all afternoon right? to prepare for that party. And those breads so. that you make, hint, hint, are yeah. definitely one of the things that. Um, when I eat them, that's a that's definitely a good, you know, like 25 years from now, if I encountered that, it would take me right back to, yeah, the to so many memories and, uh, with you. Yeah, you made them at yeah. my house. And then yes, for the, that's right. That uh-huh. was the first time. Yeah, that's the true. little jalapenos and yeah, Onions and yeah, peppers. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good combination, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, th- you know, it's crazy because we're already talking about Christmas party and it won't, it's not too far away. Right. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Be here before we know it. It's very true. Mm-hmm. 
Now I'm getting hungry just talking about it. I know I'm stuff. getting a little sentimental too because yeah. you were talking about your grandmother and then it reminded me of my grandfather on the other side of the family and he didn't cook a whole lot. He ate at our house, but whenever he did cook, he was kind of old school. So he grew up on a farm and was a hard worker. So if he would ever see me dieting, he didn't like it because he would. his philosophy was, you know, just good hard work. So you eat to fuel your body and then you mm. do good hard work to stay active and uh you know so he did a lot of things he would always be cooking in oil so you know i wouldn't necessarily eat with him but if i went over and he was making a lunch it would be like cooking a piece of ham in oil or ring bologna and mm. cheese you know just things that we wouldn't necessarily think about but yeah all of those foods remind me remind me of of him yeah, so it's it's funny that you say that. So, like, when I think of my grandparents, my grandma was always a cook. But my brother's favorite dish is the ramen that my grandfather used to make. Okay. And so that was, like, a staple for our lunch on Saturday. So we'll stay over Friday night. My grandmother would cook that. The Saturday morning was usually that piece of bread with the toast. And then lunch for Saturday was usually the ramen noodles that my grandfather would make for us. And it was a gigantic bowl, and it was it, it and it wasn't too difficult, but he just made it, and we just fell in love with it, and that's what we would typically eat. Now, did he actually make the noodles? No, 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 no. Okay, he, I wish cook. he did, but uh -huh. he um, it was like a pre-made thing. Gotcha. And he'd always joke like, "Is like, this is not really cooking? I'm just like putting it all together." Mm -hmm. Um, but. You know, that's that's definitely another food memory that I have. And I, I bet you if, if my brother was sitting here, that would be something that he would always, you know, cherish and remember. And as far as my grandfather goes, that's probably what he remembers the most. Right. Now, is that anything like the ramen that we get here? No. I mean, we had a real ramen this weekend over okay. um, and it was delicious. Giuseppe loved it. Um, and uh, I, I have to take you maybe like Ethan would probably like this place. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know about your other kids, but maybe I'll take Ethan one day. Yeah, yeah. I don't think He's the other kids the would. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get Ethan home. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was it it was good. It was good. Now, I did make Giuseppe try natto, which I is a fermented soybeans. Gonna ask about this because yeah. man, that video says it all. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it, make sure you go check it out. Oh, it's, you know what? It's not probably not available anymore because it was on the story. Oh, you'll have to post it. Yeah. That's a keeper. <laughs> That's a keeper. Especially yeah. for somebody like Giuseppe, who I feel like is well cultured, you know, with yeah. different foods. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's funny because so I was talking to Giuseppe and Ross because Ross is usually the third person that comes on these trips. And the two most underrated aspect of Japanese cuisine is the bread, the bakery items, and the pickled and fermented vegetables. Okay. Um, because, you know, usually people are more attracted to like sushi and, you know, uh, hibachi, which really is not a thing in Japan. <laughs> like, we don't go to hibachi ever if you are in Japan, but, like, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's good, whatever. It's, good, whatever. <laughs> it's so funny that that's the thing that P Americans know. Mm -hmm. Japanese food buys, like, oh, hibachi. It's like, <laughs> you'll be, it, it'll be really hard to find a hibachi place in Japan. Okay. Let's just put it that way. You can find it, sushi places, ramen places, so much easier than you can find hibachi. Okay. Um, but... Pickled vegetables and fermented veg ferment fermented foods, which carries a lot of nutrients, is probably one of the most underrated underrated part of Japanese cuisine. But it's also a very acquired taste. Okay. Have you had kimchi before? No. So kimchi 
is it's, it, it comes from Korea, um, but it's very popular in Japan. It's a fermented cabbage. Okay. Spicy cabbage. So they put a lot of spicy ingredients on it. It's they ferment a cabbage, and and the texture is great. It's very crunchy and crispy, uh, but not crispy like a fried food. But like it's crunchy because it's cabbage. Okay. Uh, but it's wet. Did you do this with Amelia? We, we didn't did something do kimchi. Cab- no. Okay. We did something cabbage. Okay. I think we just did a slaw. I don't think we did kimchi. Okay. Um. But yeah. So that's just one aspect of it. That's fermented cabbage. Uh, but pickled vegetables just taste so fresh and clean. And usually you just need a bowl of rice and pickled vegetables. Okay. Um, I was telling Ross, like, when my family didn't have a lot of money, we don't, you know, rice is cheap in Japan. So there's a right bowl of rice. And then there's usually, like, natto or, like, these pickled vegetables or fermented vegetables. And that was it. Like, you got your vegetables in pickled or fermented form because mm-hmm. that's cheaper. And they last longer. Gotcha. And then big bowl of rice, which, you know, carbs, right? Mm-hmm. But it was so funny. So initially when this like low carb diet came about, my initial thought is like, wait a minute. Look at Japanese people. Right. Like yes. we eat carbs all the time, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and they're like one of the healthiest humans in the entire world. Right. So that's what that's what made me really question like what is this low carb crap like I don't believe this for a second whatsoever right um, and so that's that was quite eye opening I'm like wow like Americans can sell anything and everything and make it sound good without really logical reasoning behind it right we also eat an excessive <laughs> amount of carbs so I think yeah. that's the difference well here's the thing is like Japanese food like right bowl of rice is a staple in every meal mm-hmm. so. But once again, let's go back to the food quality. Japanese rice, grain of rice, and they're usually most, they're, they're all sticky rice. So like what you know to be like brown rice that kind of like falls apart. Mm-hmm. No, it's white rice that's sticky. Okay. Of, and then every grain of rice is very shiny. Okay. Because it's so well taken care of and the rice farmers take such good care of it that like, it almost like, you have to squint to look at it if the sun was directly hitting the bowl of rice. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Different, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, like you you think of like cookware is like probably the staple cookware in American households is like a toaster. Mm-hmm. Or nowadays it's like air fryer. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Japan, like every household has a rice maker. Gotcha. So I remember like my mom would always like Get that set in the morning and then set a timer on it so that by dinner time the rice is made. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. then you eat the leftover rice in the morning. I remember that was on your mm-hmm. uh, wedding registry. I was going to get that for you, but somebody beat me to it. Oh, do I? I don't even know that if we have one. Oh, I think maybe they do, didn't get it. it was, yeah. Well, I think Corey mentioned that we do, but I, n- <laughs> I never use it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I know. Whoever got the rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a toaster, right? Like everybody has a toaster in, the, in their wedding registry, but <laughs> yeah. they're like, you I get never six toasters it. for your wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, is there any other food memories that you have that you have? Just now? the the homemade sauce. Um, when I smell homemade sauce, really like like my grandmother would make not necessarily like how you would make it but I do think that I remember one day you were making the sauce and I walked in and it took me right back to her my grandma really? Kate yeah uh, and I think it's probably the garlic in there it's it's the herbs that you can yeah. you can smell in that uh rosemary's another one that one just came to me 
they, my mom's family, lots and lots of rosemary. So whenever I taste that or smell that, it takes me right back. But we also used to, and in my mind, we did this a lot. But you know how that is as a child? Like, maybe I did it once, and it was just <laughs> one of those days that was so long. I feel like we did it a lot, but I can remember helping to make the pasta and hanging it, and it was hanging mm. all over the kitchen. So in my mind, I did that a lot, but mm. knowing my grandmother, I probably did it once, and then she had enough of me helping. But, you know, that <laughs> texture and that smell of the of yeah. the – pasta drying all over and the different shapes and turning the the wheel you know they mm. would have me do the yeah the work I, they didn't want to do it's funny like a lot of the things that remind you of your family is the things that reminds me of my family mm -hmm. too like when i think of olive oil and the garlic roasting in it you know like uh, as a base for any italian cuisine mm -hmm. i think of my host parents you know okay. my host dad is the one who taught me how to cook like how to cook like initially you know and and that smell takes me right back to their kitchen and yeah. just learning how to cook everything so yeah it's very interesting <laughs> so this popped in my head too while we were talking i don't remember why but then so we have all these really good smells that we associate with things but the other thing that i thought of was <laughs> remember when you would walk into school on like a bad food day like pizza boats are one of the things for me i don't know what kind of sauce they used or whatever but when they would make pizza boats the smell would almost make me like not feel well by the time it was lunchtime and i'm sure i always packed on that day yeah. but or it was like a heavy you know whatever broccoli day and the whole school would smell like broccoli and you'd have to smell it all day long i don't think american school cafeteria smells good no no it definitely doesn't it never does <laughs> And it's just like, what the heck is that smell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's for lunch yeah, today? Like, wow, I do not want to eat whatever they're cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pizza boats. They were. It, I, I think pizza boats essentially were like hot dog buns with some sort of weird sauce and then sprinkled cheese on the top. So they like called it pizza or maybe it was a hamburger roll. I don't know. But some people will talk like, oh, I loved those pizza boats. I can just remember smelling it and thinking there is no way I would eat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, these are all uh, well, quite a great memory. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you want to share some of your food memories with us, always feel free to email us and let us know. Please do. I love to hear that. I know. I love hearing um, uh -huh. their stories. I think food memories especially is very like um, relatable and mm -hmm. it's pretty cool to hear. So feel free to share with us. All right. Thank you for listening as always. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.